I want you to take out your Bible, if you would, and we're going to look at one verse, and it's actually in John chapter 14. We'll come back to another verse or two, but John chapter 14, one verse I want to read there. We've been teaching out of Hebrews and and, uh, have really enjoyed that, enjoyed the study these next few weeks as we go through the Christmas season, I'll be sharing uh, on basically, I think I'm going to focus in on peace. At least that's what the sermons are outlined to do. And then the first part of the year in January, I have a, just a brief series I want to give on things that are first. So we'll start now as we prepare for holidays with John chapter 14, verse 27. It says, peace I leave with you. My peace I give to you. Not as the world gives do I give to you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let them be afraid. Can you say amen? amen. Now, as I was uh, beginning to prayer, prepare this, uh, this, this series, and it's three messages, I believe. Um, it might, might go to one more, but uh, I usually always, when i um, preparing, I always listen to worship music as I'm preparing, uh, doing my reading and noting some things. Sometimes it's just instrumental if I'm, if I need to really concentrate on what I'm reading. But once, if I've, if I've done that and pretty much got the notes done and I'm just shaping it up, then I'll play some music with words. As I prepared this, even though it was kind of early, uh, in the year, we're just on the heels of Thanksgiving. I just thought I'd start, you know, I'll just get into the mood and play Christmas carols. And, uh, I don't know what got into me, but I, I started noting some of the words in the Christmas carols. And some of them, honestly, you know, are pretty doctrinally sound, pretty, pretty solid. Um, Silent Night, we'll sing that on, on uh, candlelight service. There's some things in it that are questionable. I, I don't know if he was, you know, the little fellow was sleeping in heavenly peace. I definitely, I definitely know it wasn't calm during that time. There was a whole lot of commotion. Uh, going on, a whole lot of activity in the region. But, you know, the, the, it was a holy night. It was the, we saw the face of the Son of God for the first time and love's light on him, our Savior. Uh, we see Christ our Lord's face beaming with, with grace. That was, uh, that, was, that was pretty solid. What child is this? I thought had pretty good, uh, good words. Whose child is this? Laid the rest, the King of Kings, salvation brings. This is Christ the King whom shepherds guard and angels sing. That one was pretty good. But I got to tell you, do you hear what I hear kind of got me? Do you hear what I hear kind of got me? Be, uh, because there's a few phrases in there that just didn't seem to quite, I don't know, you know, like the, the, the part where it says a lamb talking to a shepherd boy. A lamb talking to a shepherd boy, okay. Mm, might be a problem. I would think so. If my lamb started talking to me, I think there's a little problem there. Then the shepherd saying to the mighty king, do you know what I know? But, but the part that really got me is the part that says, a child, a child, shivers in the night, let us bring him silver and gold. I got a better idea. How about a blanket? He's shivering in the night, right? Why, why silver and gold? Dying of pneumonia, but he's rich. You know, I just, that one just kind of got me a little bit uh, on, on that one. And then, um, you know, we began to get Christmas cards, of course. And we were, we were going from one place to the other, and V had the, 
had the mail in, in, in her lap and started opening. She pulled up a card that had come from somebody in Minnesota. And it's a cute card. It, it's got a little deer on it. Uh, deer hunters would probably get another thought, not Christmas, but they would, I mean, perfect shot, but they would probably get a, another thought. But the phrase on the top of it was peace on earth, peace on earth. And a lot of us get cards that say peace on earth. A lot of sayings, a lot of things that we, that we display for Christmas says peace on earth. And I said to, to V, do you really know when that phrase is in the Bible? Do you really know when that phrase is in the Bible? For, for most people, you know, they hear that phrase and it's a phrase of comfort. Um, it's, it's, it's a phrase that brings hope. But does the Bible really promise peace on earth to everyone? And does it promise peace on earth to anyone? As a matter of fact, when you, and, and nowadays, uh, just to give you a little bit secret for, for preachers, days of old, when I first started preaching in the, in the 80s, when I would preach, I would, have, I would have, honestly, it could be anywhere from eight to 10 books in front of me, trying to, okay, I need to get a little background, so I need this book. And with every sermon, a, a preacher worth his salt needs to do word study, so he needs to get a, a few different books that gives him some, some he, unless, unless you know Hebrew and Greek, which I, I, listen, I'm struggling with English, you know, Ebonics is more my thing, but so, so I don't know Hebrew and Greek, so I, I, I had to have a bunch of stuff that would help me get the background and, and, and what's, what's happening at the time and all that comment. So, you know, I could have eight to 10 books. I, I'm going to give you a little secret now. I still got a lot of books, as many of you know, but we got Bible programs that do all that for us now. I mean, it just does all that stuff. So when, before, when it would take me probably 25 to 30 hours to prepare a sermon, and that's no joke, now I could probably do a sermon in a good 12, 15 hours. It still takes time, but, but not nowhere near as much. So I thought, um, after seeing that, I thought, um, no, sorry, after knowing I was going this route, I thought, I'm going to do a word search on the phrase peace on earth and see exactly where it comes up in the Bible. Do you know it comes up one time? Peace on earth. Listen to this. This, this, uh, boy, this, uh, this, uh, this a goose your gizzard. Listen to this. It says, this is Jesus talking. Do you think that I have come to give peace on earth? No. I tell you, but rather division. Peace on earth, comfort, hope. Jesus said, you think I come to give you peace on earth? No, not at all. I'm not coming to give you no peace on earth. Boy, that's straight talk and not from straight talk wireless. That's straight talk from Jesus. That's straight talk. And... The only time that this come up there, it, it, you can look at it in another uh, gospel, Matthew 10, 34. He says, don't assume that I come to bring peace on the earth. I did not come to bring peace, but a sword. It kind of hits you when you, when, you, when you see it from Jesus's perspective. Now, what I'm going to do here, though, is, is, is set a marker. I'm going to set a marker and, um, and then I'm going to come back to it because Jesus done something that typical Hebrew writers do and even, even uh, Hebrew speakers. He, he gives you a statement of truth and then he leads you uh, to support that and back that up. 
And, and I believe it was uh, Tyrone that read this passage. So I'm going to set a marker and I'm going to come back to this because this is what Jesus also said in, in John 16, 33. He says, I have said these things to you that in me you may have peace. In the world you will have tribulation, but take heart, I have overcome the world. And so... We see what Jesus is saying. Jesus is saying peace is possible here on earth, but only in him. That the only promise of peace to people is to those that are in him. I was sharing this with the lady, and, um, and she questioned it. And, uh, and, and I, I've been knowing the lady for a while, so I, I basically told her the different translations uh, of, 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 the, of the thought. And she says, no, I'd rather go with the one. I'd rather go with the idea that there's peace on earth with anybody. You can go with that if you want to. It's your, it's your let's see, is it prerogative or prerogative? Prerogative. It's your prerogative. But I would much rather hear what Jesus is saying and kind of embrace what he wants me to get out of it instead of me landing on an assumption that could leave me dead wrong. Y'all follow me on that. He says, Jesus is saying peace is possible here on earth. In him we have peace. In this world, he says, you will have tribulation. You will have suffering. You will have trouble. But then Jesus says, because he's setting a marker, but he's saying basically don't tap out because I've overcome the things in the world. He's very clearly, Jesus is clearly saying that if we're going to have hope, if we're going to have peace on earth, if you think that it's going to come outside of Jesus, then you're living delusionally. It's a fallacy. It's a false hope. It's a Christmas card. It's a Christmas card with a cute little deer ready for Christmas dinner. It's a false hope. People living in in a fantasy. And why is that? Because you know as well as I do, there are things that can affect our world of peace that we've created at any moment. Now, we do have a tendency to create worlds of peace. We do. Listen, there's, there's times when absolutely I feel totally at peace. I mean, it just seems like everything around me, everything is just no worries. But how many of you know that can get shook up in a heartbeat? And the moment I think all is calm, everything can get turned upside down. There's a few things, and there's so many, but let me just give you a few. Circumstances not anticipated or, or that's not avoidable. Circumstances not anticipated or avoidable. I, uh, um, and, and most, maybe more ladies probably know this name than, than men, but I, I really think one of the best female communicators and preachers, uh, teachers per se, I'm not sure if she'd call herself a, a, a preacher, uh, is a lady by the name of Lisa Turkhurst. I think she's fantastic. Her books are just outstanding. She's, she, if, if she walked in here on a Sunday morning, I would say, hey, you got the pulpit. I mean, she, I just think she does a tremendous job of communicating. I was listening, though, to a, a leadership podcast, and she was talking about her story. Some of you may know this. All this happened in the last uh, three years where uh, after 25 years of marriage or so, she discovered that uh, her husband had been having a long-term affair 
and that, that rocked her world. She, her ministry's fantastic. Proverbs 31, big staff, big team, travels all over the world. She's had five New York Times bestselling books. I mean, just, she said, I was on the top of, top of the, uh, my life in the way that God had given me and then discovered this. So she said that rocked her. While she was going through that, her colon ripped from her abdominal wall, got twisted in her and cut off her blood flow. And she thought that they thought she wasn't going to live, that she was going to, going to, going to die and had her in some kind of comatose or sedated state or something for like 10 days. They determined her and her husband that they were going to try to work through, through this 25 years of marriage, children, Christian life. You can go right on down the line. She gets through that medical issue. They're now both committed to counseling. And she said the counselor was, was, had told them that she thought they were done and they were ready now to move on with life. That same week, she discovered that the affair never had stopped, that it was still going on. And she's determining now whether to continue with the marriage or whatever, whatever she thought was best, whatever she was counseled to do. And, and it was best at the time thought to file for divorce. And while she's going through that process, she gets hit with breast cancer. This is all in a matter of three years. The good news I can tell you is her and her husband are still working through this. And by the grace of God, they're still together and working through all of that. But I tell you that to say disaster can come and it's unavoidable. Circumstances can come that can rock your world that you never anticipate. When I heard her story, I thought about this verse. I actually hadn't read in a long time and I had to search to kind of see if I had the wording right in my head. And it's Jeremiah 420 and I'll read it out of uh, God's word. It says, one disaster follows another. The whole land is ruined. My tents are suddenly destroyed. Their curtains are torn in an instant. That's how life can be. Just one thing after another. Some of you have been praying for my grandmother. And by God's grace, we believe she's getting uh, a little bit better. I thank you for, for praying for her. But, but Virginia and I were preparing. I was dressed. Uh, we were headed to Phoenix to go see a, a production at Dream Center. She called and said, I'm on my way. I'll be at the house in less than 10 minutes. I said, I'm ready to go. Got my jacket on, headed downstairs and got the call. My grandmother had had that at the time it was believed to be a stroke. It certainly was a blood clot that caused seizures, that she wasn't breathing uh, on her own and was being rushed uh, to the hospital. And uh, sorry, had already gotten to the hospital before they called me. And I'm just stunned. I mean, just stunned. I, I, I asked my aunt, what are you saying? She said, you heard what I'm saying. And so just the, and for a moment, I, I called Virginia, had an emotional breakdown and, uh, and thought, man, oh man, this is, this is more than what I can handle at the moment. But, but can I tell you what I heard God says? Calm down. In me, you will have peace. You will have peace. But circumstances you can't anticipate some things. They're, they're unavoidable. Here's another one, and I, and I won't spend too much time on this because sometimes this kind of stuff can get personal. But how about difficult people? Can't they just kind of mess up your peace sometime? If, uh, you know, nobody wants to get here personal. And don't look at nobody. Keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. Keep looking at me. But difficult people sometimes can just rock your world. Life going great. Day going great. Conversation going great meeting going great, everything going great, and then just something just like, ah, did you have to? You know, that kind of thing. And so the psalmist 
said this, they surround me with hateful words and fight against me for no reason. I love them, but they try to destroy me with accusations even as I'm praying for them. Sometimes it can just be difficult people. How about unexplainable problems? Just, just things. I was just telling Virginia, on our way we prayed because just last week just was one of those weeks we couldn't never put a handle on anything, but it just seemed like everything was bad. It just seemed like everything was bad. Just unexplainable problems. It makes you want to cry out like Jesus did. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? I mean, just unexplainable problems. You can't put a handle on why things are just jacking you up, but there it is. It's just those things. And then persistent and pesky worry. And I I think all of us can have a little bit of that. If you're anything like me, there's those things that you give to the Lord and you really believe you've given it to the Lord until you're just sitting down somewhere and, and then that thought came back, but what if it don't? But what if he doesn't? What if they do close? What if parents do get a divorce? What if grandma does pass? Just those little pesky, persistent worries. Jeremiah said it like this. He says, we have heard about it and our hands have become weak. Distress has seized us, pain like a woman in labor. He's just describing a scenario there for for Jeremiah and the nation of Israel. But those kind of things can happen to us. You can hear something. Something can get in your head. Something you can be told. Something can happen. And when you think about it, you just feel like it's, it's, it's distressing. And even when you give it to the Lord, it just kind of lingers. These are just things that can happen. These are just things that can just destroy our peace. And, and of course, they, they all affect people in different ways and timing is different and varied manners of life. Uh, but such it is. And there's, there's no ridding of these things. There's just no ridding. You're, you're never going to get to the place where those things that I just listed will never affect you. We're, we're in the flesh, we're in this world, we're in life, we're on earth where there's no promise of peace just because we're on earth and just because Jesus was born. Am I, am I, y'all doing all right? Now, first of all, I want to tell you, I can see you a whole lot better now with these lights. So don't, don't, if you go to sleep on me, I need an empty water bottle, but I'll get you. I can see you a whole lot, whole lot, whole lot better now. But, but, but I, but I read quotes of people who talk about their, their idea of how to have peace. One, one lady, uh, Pornima Varshini, she said this, all I want is peace. Listen to this. No attachments, no expectations, no arguments, just peace. What are you, a robot? Who can live like that? No attachments, no expectations, no arguments, as if People don't have hopes as if people don't have dreams. If you got hopes and you got dreams, there's going to be a time when your peace gets affected. Ellie Wessel said this, and he's a, he's a man of peace, won a Nobel Peace Prize. Listen to this. He said, peace was not bestowed by God. It is our gift to each other. How can that work? How can troubled people give other troubled people peace? How can that work? Of course, my man, Michael Jackson, you know, he just believed he was giving peace to people by just flashing a peace sign. He said, everywhere I go, I flash a peace sign because I'm giving the world peace. Bless his heart. Then Linda Evans, she said this, nobody can bring you peace 
but yourself. Wow. As if it's inherent inside you. And so, so I go back to the question. Does God promise peace to everybody? Does God promise peace to anyone? And you may say, Pastor, I, I know a verse in the Bible. I know that verse in the Christmas story. What about that one, Pastor? I'm so glad you asked that question. I'm so glad you asked that question. Because here's the verse you're talking about. It's Luke chapter 2, verses 10 through 14. It says, then the angel said to them, don't be afraid, for behold, I bring you good things of great joy, which will be to all people. For there is born to you this day in the city of David a Savior, who is Christ the Lord. And this will be the sign to you. You will find a babe wrapped in swaddling cloths, lying in the manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. And if you leave that on, and that's New King James. A lot of us was raised on King James or New King James. If you leave that on the surface, it seems like it's saying Christ being born here on earth brings peace toward all men, goodwill toward all men. But when you look at the real construction of it, and some of you got other translations which do a whole lot better, I want you to just, let me just give you a few. Uh, the Christian Standard Bible says it like this, glory to God in the highest and peace on earth to people he favors. How about this one in the ESV? Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom he is pleased. And then the NIV, which I don't use very often, but it certainly has the the construction of it right here. Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace to men on whom his favor rests. Now, now by now, I think you get this. I I think think you get it. And and we're going to go back to the marker because peace can be on earth. But it's not peace on earth to everyone. It's absolutely peace on earth to, whom, to those whom God is well pleased, to those who God favors. Can I just take it back to John 16, to those who are in Jesus, those that are in Christ. There is a promise of peace. But those whom the Lord has favored are those in his family, those that belong to him, those that trust him. So Jesus says this in John 14, 27, I'm leaving you with a gift. Jesus says, I'm giving it to you. Talking to his disciples, I'm leaving you with the gift, peace of mind and heart. Watch this. And the peace I give is a gift the world cannot give. It cannot come from any other source. It can only come from him. And so I think I'm going to wrap this message up here in the next seven to eight minutes. So just just buckle your seatbelts. Let's make a real safe landing because now that you get it, now that you understand it, you can use it as an evangelism tool. You can go to your neighbor and say, you know, you you can't have peace. Be a good little evangelism tool, except you trust in Jesus. Next time somebody says, all I want is peace, I'm telling you, it is a setup. They just made their own altar call. When they say, I just just want peace, perfect. I know how you can get that peace. And here it is. The first one is make peace with God. Make peace with God. I I love this passage. Uh, You can't go wrong when it comes to Paul's explanation of the gospel in Romans and Romans 5, 1 and 2 says this, therefore, since we have been made right in God's sight by faith, we have peace with God because of what Jesus Christ, our Lord has done for us. 
catch this. We have been made right in God's sight because of what Jesus has done. We've come into a place by faith. Faith in who? Faith in Jesus. Faith in me? No. Faith in the pastor? No. Faith in mother, father? No. Faith in Jesus Christ. Because I trust that Jesus died on the cross for my sins. And I trust that Jesus has extended me forgiveness and given me pardon. I trust that his resurrection assured me eternal life because I trust in him. By faith, I'm made right in the sight of God. That makes me faith. That makes me favored. Peace with God. It starts right there. You can make all the peace you want with yourself and of others, but if it don't start with peace with God, there's no promise of peace here on earth. Because of our faith, Christ has brought us into this place, listen to this, of undeserved privilege where we now stand. Undeserved privilege. How did we get there? How do we get this assurance of joy and this assurance of hope and this assurance of peace? How did we get there? By making peace with God. By posturing ourselves and positioning ourselves where we trust his word. We trust his promise. We trust what Jesus Christ has done and make that confession that I surrender my life to Jesus. I'm not trusting on my own. I'm not trusting in my own works. I'm not trusting in what I can do. I want peace. How do I get this peace? By making peace with God and letting the Lord know, man, I surrender myself unto you. Am I talking to the right church? And here's the second thing. We maintain peace by trusting in him. I shared with you when I got that phone call and could have absolutely lost it. But, but, there's, a, but there's a maintaining of peace. Not only does he bring us in a place of peace, and not only does he pour out his favor upon us and assure us of peace in this life, but we can maintain peace in him. Even when we have those disturbing things that could take place, those unavoidable things or difficult situations or difficult people. Here, here it is, Isaiah 26, 3 and 4. It says, you will keep the mind that is dependent on you in perfect peace. Listen to this. I, and church, I want you to, to hear this. As a matter of fact, I'm going to save you $90 if you're going to a counselor. Hear you how you can keep your mind. You just keep your mind trusting in him. Situations will occur. Things will happen. Here it is. You'll have no control over it. You're not designed to have control over it. As a matter of fact, the best place to be in most of the situations in our life is in a place where we have to depend on God have to depend on him now if you're anything like me i'm not smart enough not strong enough i don't have enough ability i don't have enough resources there ain't nothing i can reach to to say no 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 god i I don't need you i got this i ain't got no resources like that ain't got enough money ain't got enough smarts ain't got enough degrees ain't got enough brains ain't got enough friends ain't got enough i don't have all that but i got one (laughs) I got one who I can absolutely trust in that'll give you perfect peace. And it says you trust in the Lord forever. Why? Because the Lord, the Lord himself is an everlasting rock. You can stand on him. You can stand in him. You can be certain. You can be solid. You can be sure. In the times of chaos, in the times of turmoil, you can keep your sanity and your peace. Listen, Christians, we don't never need to lose our mind. If our mind is kept in the peace of the Lord Jesus Christ. And here's, here's the last thing. 
we need to learn how to exercise, or should I say keep exercising? And maybe exercise is not the right word. That may turn some of y'all off, but, 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 but we, but we, we gotta, we gotta keep working what brings us this peaceful experience. And here it is. It's, it's simply called prayer. We don't worry about anything. Instead, we pray about everything. And, and, I, and I really want you to get this church. Everything means everything. It really does. It, 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 you won't have to worry about cultivating a prayer life if you're, if you're conscious of the fact, I need to pray about everything. You won't have to say, man, I really need to develop a prayer life. Everything that's a thought should be a prayer. Everything that's a question should be a prayer. Everything that's a decision should be a prayer. We don't worry about anything. Instead, we pray about everything. We tell God what you need and thank him for all he has done. Saving me, delivering me, blessing me with a good family, a good church, good people, uh, all the things that God has provided. Thank him for everything and then you will experience God's peace. And I want you to catch this. The peace doesn't come in what God's going to do because of the prayer. Listen to the language. The peace comes in the praying. The peace comes in the praying. As I pray, I'm getting peace from God. As I pray, I'm resting in peace because I know I've given it to the rock. The one I can trust. The almighty God. The everlasting one. My peace is I've taken it and said, Lord, it belongs to you. That's when we experience God's peace which can exceed anything that we can understand. His peace will guard your hearts and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Well, that went a little bit quicker than I thought. You can stand. I'm done. You got it. Tell me you got it. You you want peace? You get Jesus. That's simple. You want peace? You get Jesus. Prayer team, you can come. Maybe when you send out the Christmas cards, you can, you can give them a little message on peace. What the Lord wants to do. I'm going to have every head bowed and every eye to be closed for just a moment. Let me just, let me just pray a general prayer for, for you. If you're here and you know, if you know Jesus as Lord and Savior, and maybe some of these things that affect you. Maybe there's some unavoidable circumstances going on in your life. Maybe... Maybe some problems they just can't seem to get a handle on. Maybe just something that just kind of just pesky, pesky worry that just keeps lingering. And you want to lay your head down at night and, and really be at peace. Or you want to wake up in the morning and not seem to carry something, a situation, a problem. You just, you just want the, the peace of Jesus. I'm, I'm just going to ask you to raise your hand. I'm just going to, I'm going to pray for your mind. I'm going to pray for your heart. I'm going to pray that you let the Jesus that's in you be the Jesus that's in you. So if that's you, just say, Pastor, will you pray for me? Just lift up your hand. I'll, I'll pray for you now. God bless you. God bless you. And Lord, there, there's hands all over the building. People have various things that they, that they may be concerned about or maybe tragedies or situations, things that's happened, and they're here today. It may have took, some of them might have taken everything within them to get here, but they're here. And, and Lord, they, they're in a place where, where they're experiencing you and, and through the worship and through the love of others. And, and Lord, it's a good surrounding, a good environment, a good place. But Lord, I, I want to pray also for their mind and pray for their heart. Lord, I pray that you help them, Lord God, put their mind on you. You're the one that gives perfect peace. 
Lord, whatever that problem is, Lord God, I pray that you help them to pray through it. It's not a lot of fancy words. It's just telling, just telling you, Lord God, what the concern is and what the matter is. So, Lord, I, I, I'm asking, uh, Lord, that the spirit within them will prompt them to pray about everything and just trust you. And, and Lord, let them, even now as I'm praying, Lord, let them receive the peace that comes from you. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now, uh, while your heads are bowed and eyes are closed, I just... I just want uh, one more one more thing here. I, I, I close by saying this. If you want peace, you want Jesus. If you want peace, you need Jesus. If you want peace, you need Jesus. I'm not going to take a long time if you're here uh, and, and you want peace of Christ and you haven't trusted Jesus as your Savior. Just raise your hand right here today. You can receive the Lord and you can receive peace. If you're here, you can receive Jesus and you can receive peace. You want peace? You want Jesus. You need peace. You need Jesus. This is the Lord calling you. If that's you, just raise your hand. I'll pray for you right where you are. And we'll tell you what to do next. God bless you, friend. Thank you. Lord, you are the God that's able to work in the life of everyone here. No matter what background they come from, no matter what their cultural uh, position is, their status so often the words of the Holy Spirit are so much better to communicate to that one in need better than the words that I can give or, or anyone else. I'm trusting you, Lord God, to, to speak. If there, is, if there is more here, Lord, that, that truly want peace and have not yet bridged that gap between you and them, I pray the Holy Spirit will guide them to make that step, to trust you and walk right into the arms of the peace that you have for those who you favor. Father, you're, you're so good to us. We're thanking you, Lord God, for just the love that you show us, the time that we're able to share here together. Lord, many will go from here to various places and homes, and, and I just pray that you be with us, that you'll smile upon us, that you'll, that you'll keep us, that you'll be gracious to us. And, and Lord, I pray as we go out from here, Lord, let our hearts and minds be prepared to share the love of you share the life of you that you've given us uh, and Lord let us be living witnesses let us be salt and light let us have a good infection in this community we thank you Lord God for making us lights of the world it's in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray may the people of God say amen